Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to keep them safe while keeping your sanity. So here are your hosts, cybersecurity experts, best-selling authors, and parents of four teens, Lisa and Chris Good. Hey everyone, welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. I'm your host, Lisa Good. Last week, we talked about the new app called Zen with a Z, which is a direct clone of TikTok. It was the number one downloaded app for two weeks in a row. Guess what? Google has just removed it from the Google Play Store. Um, very curious indeed, since Google gets paid a small fee from app developers for every download of their app. And I'm sure Google made a bucket full of money off of Zen. Well, I did some digging, and from what I can find, the accusations are that Zen is stealing people's content from other apps and social media platforms. Wow, that's pretty serious. Let's say your daughter has some cute videos on Instagram or some really funny TikTok dance videos, and Zen thinks they'll be a huge hit on their platform. What they're doing is they're taking those videos and uploading them to their platform without ever telling your daughter that they've swiped her content. Now, if those accusations are true, I think they may be in more trouble with more people besides just Google. Say like the US government for breaking privacy laws, especially with kids content. Now, as of today, the app is still available through the Apple App Store, but that could quickly change. If your kids have this app right now, you should probably remove it. And if they don't, I would suggest that you refrain from letting them download it. Moving on to news about another app, last week at the annual Partner Summit, Snapchat announced some pretty new features that are rolling out now and some that will be rolling out in the near future. And while there is tons of new stuff coming, I'm just going to cover the things that will be important to parents, educators, and those that work with kids. Now, we've talked in the past about Snapchat's new Here For You mental health feature. This is where your kids can connect with psychologists and other experts if they feel depressed or suicidal. And their friends can also report them to Snapchat as they mentioned that they're depressed or that they might self-harm. Now, we have mentioned our concern over what is done with the information that your child provides in Snapchat and when or if you as their parent or guardian are ever notified about anything, which as of right now, you're not. Now, we still haven't seen any definitive policies from Snapchat on these topics, but I promise you, we will keep asking. Here is what Snapchat did have to say about this topic at the summit. Our in-app reporting tools allow Snapchatters to alert us when they worry their friends are at risk for self-harm and we notify that friend of the help available to them. We're now significantly improving that experience by immediately showing those Snapchatters how they can get connected with emergency services, message a trained counselor through crisis text line, or talk live with someone at the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Whoa, 
So Snapchat is going to immediately reach out to your kids and give them people to talk to and resources. Uh, hello? When and where do the parents of a 13, 14, 15-year-old who's on Snapchat come into this equation? Like, these kids aren't adults. You as a parent, you're responsible for these kids. When is someone going to notify you that your kids are having difficulty? Well, it doesn't look like they are. Now, Snapchat also had this to say about it's here for you. As we launch these new features, content, and partnerships, we want to make it as easy as possible for Snapchatters to access them. We are creating a new Here For You Center in Snapchatters profiles that will be a hub for all of these different resources and where we will continue to add new initiatives over time. Okay, so basically your kids won't have to search for bullying, depression, or suicide. They can just click on the Here For You Center in their profile and they'll have access to all the content resources and anything else Snapchat puts in there. Kind of like they can just click on their friends. Well, now they can click on the here for you. Now that brings me to one of the features that'll be rolled out in the coming weeks that will be included in the here for you section. It's called Headspace Mini. Now it can easily be recognized by its orange dot. Snapchat is referring to this as mental wellness for you and your kids. Headspace is a tech company out of California that is founded by a London-born native turned Buddhist monk who has his degree in circus arts along with one of his best friends. His company Headspace ran meditation events and taught others mindfulness before launching Headspace which is an app that teaches you mindfulness and meditation. All right, maybe that doesn't sound too bad. I mean, everyone could be a little more mindful, right? Not just our kids. I mean, even us adults. Mindful of how we treat others. Mindful of what we say on social media. Mindful that others may be going through something so painful and difficult. And that may be the reason they're angry. So maybe we shouldn't be so quick to judge, right? Here's how Headspace has been described. Mindfulness practices as pursued by the Buddhist app Headspace involve guided meditation, breathing exercises, and other forms of relaxation. Mindfulness is derived from the Buddhist concept of satai, which describes being aware of one's body, feelings, and other mental states, and not only paying attention, but also remembering what the Buddha taught so that one can discern between skillful and unskillful thoughts, feelings, and actions. This will ultimately lead to liberation from the cycle of birth and death. The end goal is to become enlightened. Okay, so now that we have that out of the way, let me say that we live in America, so we have freedom of religion, and I believe that everyone is free to practice how they see fit. What I'm fascinated with here is the notion that Snapchat is bringing in a Buddhist religious app and promoting it to your kids under the guise of here for you mental wellness. I mean, it's pretty much repackaging ancient Buddhism in a new digital wrapper and being served up as here, 
This will help you with your anxiety, your depression, and your suicidal thoughts, and you don't have to go talk to your parents or any other adult in your life. Headspace will help you work through all of those issues. The other thing that's fascinating to me is there's no questioning about this going on from parents, any other religion, or religious organizations in the United States. Again, everyone has the right to practice their own religion. I just believe that as a parent, if your kids are using Snapchat, you should know that they are going to be intentionally exposed to Buddhism, enlightenment, in a very sly manner, all without your consent and under the guise of mental wellness. Just in case anyone who might be of another religious belief gets concerned and does some reading and checking, this is what Snapchat has to say about Headspace directly on snap.com. Headspace was created with one mission in mind, to improve the health and happiness of the world. Reaching more than 65 million users in 190 countries, Headspace was one of the first meditation apps in the world and remains a leader in mindfulness and mental training. Headspace is committed to advancing the field of mindfulness through clinically validated research with one of the largest research pipelines of any digital health and wellness company. Headspace operates a B2B business called Headspace for Work that offers its mindfulness products and services to more than 900 companies such as Starbucks, Adobe, GE, Hyatt, and Unilever to help them build healthier, more productive cultures and higher performing organizations. Headspace partners with many of the world's most recognizable brands, including Apple and Amazon, as well as with Nike, NBA, and the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team to offer support and movement content, end quote. So you see, they know that as this feature rolls out and people see it or their kids start using it and they might see it, people are going to start questioning. And this is supposed to squash any concerns you may have about you or your kids being influenced or taught Buddhist religious principles. And look, like I said, this is America. You're free to believe whatever you want to believe. And I'm not here to tell you what to do or how to think. I'm just here to pull back the curtain and show you the wizard to give you the details that aren't being said or shown. And you only find them if you ask questions and you dig a little and sometimes a lot deeper. What you do with the information is entirely up to you and your family. Now that's just one of the new features you can expect to see in the next few weeks. Here's another upcoming feature that has the potential for bad things like cyberbullying, depression, and possibly self-harm. It's called Let's Do It. The description says, when you and your friends need to make a decision as a group, Let's Do It helps pick your next move. Um, okay. So I'm sure you can see why I'm a bit concerned about this one. I can see a group of kids deciding if a certain boy or girl should be invited to a party or a group of kids deciding if another friend is pretty or ugly, fat or skinny, 
And I mean, you can see how this can go downhill really fast, especially for younger kids, you know, the 13, 14 year olds. This feature is still in development and they didn't show any type of demos of how this one will work. I'm guessing that they're still working on the functionality and this feature will be one rolled out at a later date. Now, when I know more, I'll be sure to let you know. Now, the last new Snapchat feature that I'm gonna to cover today is called Places. I've talked in the past about Snap Maps. It's the feature that lets Snapchatters see others in the local area, and not just your friends. I've told parents since Snap Maps came out that they should make sure that they have the feature turned off. There's absolutely no reason your kids' friends need to know where they are 24 seven and it opens them up to strangers seeing them on the map, including where they go to school and where you live. That's not a feature that I want my kids using, not even my college-age son. Nope. Snapchat has had a large amount of the community turn off Snap Maps. I mean, seriously, who wants to really be tracked everywhere they go? They're hoping to entice you and your kids to turn Snap Maps back on and leave it on with the new Places feature. Now, I love how they introduced this feature, and so I wanna quote this for you. This is what they said. In an effort to help out local businesses, we were rolling out places on the Snap Map, highlighting places that are popular with our community and easily allowing the places we love to let people know they're open for business end quote. Um, if you buy that, I've got a bridge to sell you. It's in New York and I'll give it to you for half price. <laughs> okay. If you don't know what that means, it's the saying that came from one of the greatest con men in American history. His name was George C. Parker, who sold landmarks like the Statue of Liberty, Madison Square Gardens, and the Brooklyn Bridge. This person, by the way, was eventually caught and sentenced to life in prison where he died. All right, sorry about that. Just thought I should give that piece of trivia for my younger listeners who may be sitting there scratching their heads going, what is she talking about? So let's go back to the places feature in Snap Maps. The only way a business will be on the places feature in Snap Maps is if they pay to be there. Basically, they have to advertise. Now, once they pay to be there, those businesses will be given data of Snapchatters that are in the local area. Now, Snapchat hasn't listed what data local businesses will be given yet as the feature's just being rolled out. Now, while I'm not a huge Google fan, at least when you use Google Maps to find something that's close to you, Google does show you every single business around you. Now, mind you, those with higher reviews come up first, but still, every business in the area will show up. I'll just wrap up this segment with this. If you or your kids are using Snapchat, you may just want to leave Snap Maps turned off. Well, stay tuned for our next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and adults working with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Welcome back. 
So a new report was released this week that showed in 2019, U.S. citizens, including your kids, had their data stolen at least four times that year. That means that once a quarter, your information was stolen and probably put up for sale on the dark web. But in reality, it's probably higher than that because this report is based on only the publicly reported data breaches. So any company that had a breach and didn't report it, like maybe your eye doctor or the local chiropractor, that's above and beyond the four breaches in this report. Now I just wanna say, I don't know any eye doctors or chiropractors that have had a breach in our area. I'm just throwing that out there as an example. Now, the top three places that your data was swiped from were, number one, social media. That would have been my first guess, and it doesn't come as a surprise to me at all. Number two is tech apps, such as WhatsApp and other apps you and your kids download on your phone and tablets. And then number three is retail websites like Walmart, Target, Pier One, basically anywhere that you shop online. So we talked a few weeks ago about how important not using the same password is for multiple sites. This just really makes it even more important that not only you as an adult are using good practices, but that you're teaching your kids about using good online practices, and here's why. Most of the breaches that occurred were done on the back end, which means that there is nothing that you could have personally done to prevent them. They fall directly on the feet of the company. However, if you were following good online security practices, like not using the same password for multiple sites, then your risk is lower to what cyber criminals will have access to. I know that most of you aren't looking on the look out for data breaches, unless you're a tech nerd like me. So I'd like to give you a list of the data breaches that have happened so far this year that may impact you or your family members. I haven't listed every single breach, just the ones that most people may be involved in. So January, there's Landry's. It's the restaurant chain that has the aquarium, the Rainforest Cafe, Morton Steakhouse, and others. Peekaboo Moments, an app where parents post pictures and videos of their kids, and Hannah Anderson. It's a popular kids clothing that's online. Then we go into February. There was Estee Lauder, Fifth Third Bank, MGM Resorts, Photo Squared app, and Slick Wraps. Now, if you have teens, they may have heard or used Slick Wraps. It's basically customizable wraps for their gadgets, like their iPhone, their iPods, their Androids. Then we roll into March. There was Walgreens. Now, in the case of Walgreens, it was only their app. It was not their main website. Carnival Cruise Lines, J Crew, T-Mobile, Whisper, which is the anonymous secret sharing app that a lot of kids are playing with, Truefire, which is an online guitar lesson site, and of course Marriott. Then in April, the number one one was Keyring, which is a digital wallet app. On this one, I wanna give you some details because I've heard teens and young adults say that digital wallets are the way of the future, that they will replace the need to carry any type of physical wallet or credit cards. In this case, the customer data of 14 million users was accessible and taken. The data included names, full credit card details, including the three-digit code, also known as the CVV number, email addresses, birth date, your address, 
membership ID numbers, retail club and loyalty card memberships, government IDs, gift cards, medical insurance cards, medical marijuana IDs, for those in the states that have that, IP addresses, and encrypted passwords. All of that data was accessible and was stolen. Now, while I know that credit card companies themselves can, and several have, had data stolen, at least it would only be one of your credit cards. Not every single credit card that you owned. Plus, just about every other piece of private information about you. I mean, these people, their identity is basically gone. They'll have to worry the rest of their life about who has their identity, who's using their identity. It's, it's just crazy. So, if you're using a digital wallet or your kids are, this may be a good time to reevaluate how you use that and what you have in there. Okay, so there were some other April breaches and they were Zoom. Again, we talked about this one and we mentioned that you should change your password if you're using Zoom. Quid, which is an online marketplace for trading stickers, cards, toys, and collectibles. We know a lot of kids that use that. Nintendo. For Nintendo, this one didn't breach all users. Nintendo says that only about 160,000 of its users were affected. However, I would still encourage you to change your password on your account if you have a Nintendo. And so far in May, we have GoDaddy. If you have a website or a GoDaddy account, you probably received an email like I did and they made you change your password. They say that all that happened is they people were able to access your email address and your password. None of your other information was supposedly taken. In GoDaddy's case, they didn't even wait for you to reset your password. They reset it for you. And I go back to this is where not using the same password across multiple sites comes in handy because I don't have to think about, ugh, what other sites did I use that password for? If you have kids, this one probably will make an impact for you. Roblox. Yep, you heard that right. Roblox. A hacker bribed a Roblox employee to give them access to the back-end customer support panel of the online game. This let the hacker look at personal information on over 100 million active monthly users. The hacker was able to see and get the user's email addresses, as well as change their passwords, remove two-factor auth, also known as two-step verification, from the accounts. They were able to ban users as well as sell their items. Roblox caters to a large audience of minors, you know, your kids. So there's no telling what the hackers are gonna do with the information they took. If you have kids that play Roblox and you haven't heard from the company, you should immediately change their password and make sure that any security settings you have in place are still there, like two-step verification. That's a lot of data stolen, and we aren't even halfway through the year yet. Here are a few quick tips. Number one, secure your devices, especially your phone that you carry around with you everywhere, and make sure your kids is secure. Number two, turn off the fingerprint phone unlock feature. Number three, be very careful of apps you install and what permission you give them to the rest of the data on your phone and make sure your kids do the same thing. Number four, make sure your passwords are strong on your phone and on your other devices. Number five, using public Wi-Fi is a big no, no. Don't do it. More people get hacked at Starbucks and public Wi-Fi at the airport 
than any place else. Number six, set up two-factor auth or two-step verification on everything you can. I know it's a pain, but you'll thank me in the end. Number seven, delete old accounts that you don't use. Again, as I've said, not only should you be doing these things, but your kids should be as well. Let's switch gears and talk about some pop culture. Dun, dun, dun. Twice a year for the last 19 years, the Piper Sandler Company has done a survey called Taking Stock with Teens. Hmm, that sounds interesting, doesn't it? So basically to ask them questions about their spending and shopping, their brand preferences, like do they like Gucci or do they like Louis Vuitton, fashion, technology, and media preferences. It's one of the data surveys that companies use when creating marketing geared towards your teens. It also gives you a sneak peek into what teens really like and what's important to them, not the canned answers that they give you that line up with what you wanna hear. We gotta remember, kids are smarter than we give them credit for, and they're very perceptive of our biases. So here are the top celebrities your kids are following in order of the most popular. Kevin Hart, LeBron James, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Billie Eilish, Eilish, I always say her name wrong, and Ariana Grande. Here are the top influencers the kids are following. David Dobrik, LeBron James, Kylie Jenner, Donald Trump, now that was a surprising, surprising to me, and Charlie D. Amello. What you may wanna do is take some time and check out these top pop culture icons that are having a profound and sometimes quiet, sneaky influence on your kids and their friends. The survey said that 78% of female teens use online influencers as a source of discovery for beauty brands and trends. On its face, that doesn't sound too bad, considering that most of these influencers don't use the products they're promoting. They're just hawking products to make money. For example, Kylie Jenner, part of the Kardashian clan, she gets paid a minimum of $1 million per sponsored post on her Instagram account. Every time she does a, an, an ad, which is a sponsored post, she gets a million bucks. She could care less if the product she's pushing, like a re recent meal replacement shake that was found to be high in mercury and contain high levels of lead, is bad for your teen. And something you may want to do is go check out some of the influencers that your kids are following. Go to their YouTube and Instagram accounts on your own. Spend a little time looking at their posts and videos. That should give you some great conversation material during meals or when driving in the car. Not everything that these folks post is bad. For some of them, even the controversial ones, they have some really good points about topics that your kids and their friends know about and are talking about, even if you're not in on the conversation. This is one more way to connect with your kids in the world that they live in. Now, the technology and social media part of the survey was interesting to me. For the first time, Netflix is their go-to choice for daily content instead of YouTube. Now, it's not by much. 33% said Netflix and 31% said YouTube. But it's just the fact that Netflix is number one is interesting to me. Then there's the rank of what social media platforms they use most. Here are the top three in the percentages. Instagram was number one with 85%. Snapchat was number two with 82%. And TikTok has moved to number three for the first time ever with 62%. Now I'm pretty sure TikTok has moved to that position because of the coronavirus and stay-at-home orders. 
What will be interesting to see is if it stays there once kids head back to school and life goes back to some semblance of normal. And while we're on the topic of TikTok, last year they settled a lawsuit with the Federal Trade Commission by agreeing to change their policies to better protect the information of minors, your kids, who use the platform. While it doesn't surprise me one bit, they have failed to comply with the FTC settlement. They are still mining your kids' data and invading their privacy all without your consent. The FTC has opened another lawsuit and TikTok is also being investigated by Congress as national security concerns have been raised. It's been banned by several countries already and the TSA, the Pentagon, and U.S. military members are not permitted to have it on their work mobile phones. We'll see where this ends up. Now, the other stat that in the survey that was interesting was that 85% of teens said they own an iPhone and 88% of teens expect an iPhone to be their next phone, which will make monitoring your kids' social media a bit more challenging since Apple doesn't give third parties access to their platform like Android does. Now here's some more pop culture, trending memes that your kids know that you may not, but you should. Have you heard your teen refer to one of their friends as a Karen? Or have they called you a Karen, even though that's not your name? If they have, it wasn't a compliment. The Karen meme has been around for a while and has been used to refer to a middle-aged, upper or middle-class woman who's frequently upset with, well, just about everything. A Karen is someone who's always asking to speak with the manager or ruin someone's day over an imagined offense. A note here, the person pointing the finger and calling out, you're a Karen, is the one who's deciding that the person is in the wrong. During the pandemic, the use of Karen has been expanded to refer to someone as entitled, an idiot, a reckless monster, or pretty much anyone who disagrees with your viewpoint, whatever that may be. It has unfortunately also been used in a racial context. It's a cruel term and it's used to shut down the other person. It's becoming a common slang term that teens are casually passing around. And if they aren't careful, it can and will come back to haunt them, especially on social media where things can be taken out of context quickly. You may want to ask your teens or tweens if they've heard of the Karen memes. If they haven't, be sure that you explain to them what it is and why it's not appropriate to use, because they're going to go Google it if they haven't heard of it. If they have heard of it, ask them to explain it to you before you tell them you know what it means. Then take a deep breath, smile, and just have a heart to heart with your kids. Now I know that parenting in today's digital world is challenging and difficult, but remember, with a little help, you can do this. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Your Kids Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free cyber alert emails or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kids Secret Life.